My Journey with Cancer. I've discovered a golden truth that from the start I was in your heart. A revelation that changed my world that from round one I am God's son. To be sure, in my mind, just who I am brings such peace, such joy. In my heart, in my soul, this means everything. I'm a man on a mission, I'm God's envoy, for now I'm cancer sufferer. I'm a human being with cancer. I say that personally and those words have been picked up by other people in a similar situation to me. Here is someone else's story of their journey with cancer. Hello everyone. Today I'm not alone. I have a guest with me. A lady I've asked to come and share with you her journey with cancer. So without further ado I'll ask her to introduce herself. Hi, my name's Kay and I'm the niece of John Daniels, Pops, and I'm here to share my personal story about cancer. Well, Kay, it's uh, quite strange that we sit here under these circumstances, but I have a question for you. And the question is, why is your journey relevant to my journey? The relevance of our cancer journey is that I was diagnosed in October 2016 and you were diagnosed earlier that year in February, I think it was, 2016 as well. My diagnosis was pretty quick through a a special trial in Barnsley Hospital and that was getting in women aged 48 to 50 as part of an early trial for diagnoses and that's where my breast cancer lump was discovered. So my radiotherapy, which is where we bumped into each other, started in the January of 2017. That was at Sheffield Western Western Park Park Hospital. Brings back many memories, car parking a nightmare, but at least it was free. So that was a bonus for me. And I met some fantastic people whilst I was having radiotherapy. You mentioned the first reason that um, our journeys are relevant to each other in that we are relatives and you've suffered from breast cancer and I have prostate cancer, which has now moved to my lungs. I know how I felt when I was first diagnosed and it was very difficult to deal with. How did you feel when you were first diagnosed with breast cancer? For me, sitting in that waiting room, waiting for what I already knew was a cancerous lump, but the degree of cancer and stage, I didn't know. I had a pretty good idea because the doctor who performed the ultrasound and the biopsy to detect the lump had already said, you will have an operation. I think it might be cancer, but I'm not sure whether it is or what type. Pathology gives us the right information. Mm -hmm. He says, but the operation will take place to remove it. So at that stage, 
I'd had a pretty good idea that that diagnosis was coming. And I chatted about that with my husband and said, I think it is cancer, so prepare yourself. His father had been diagnosed with cancer and passed away the year earlier. So I was conscious that that would have an impact on him as well. So for me, that meeting in the surgeon's office, because you see your surgeon first before you go for your oncology treatment and plan and everything else, was that we've detected the lump. It is cancerous. We think it's stage one. We're going to call it stage two to be on the safe side. And we're going to remove it. And can you be available in two weeks time? Because this is the date that we've got for your surgery to take place. And from their perspective, it was very matter of fact. And for me, it was, right, okay, I think I already knew that. Let's get on. What can I do? What can you do? Is it survivable? You've already told me it's stage two. I've done a little bit of research, but some of the information doesn't really make sense at that stage. Don't you second guessing yourself or imagining a worst case scenario rather than a good prognosis? What she did say to me was, you'll live. We'll remove the lump and you'll live. We'll do some special testing, uh, which is hormone testing and further pathology of the cancer and the cells in the USA. It's a service that they offer. We do some certain medical procedures on behalf of uh, USA medical teams and vice versa. And depending on what those levels come back as, we'll determine the next course of treatment, whether that's chemotherapy or whether it's actually radiotherapy. So for me, I just had a really balanced head and took a pragmatic approach that it's a lump, it's cancer, we think it's just in one place. We won't know until I have the surgery of whether that's metastasized or whether it's stayed inside the breast or whether it's moved in through the lymphatic system. And that's the results that I got after surgery and then you're back the following week with the surgeon who then confirmed that it stayed in the breast area, it hadn't moved I had two what they call sentinel nodes that are removed from under the arm. So they're the first defence through your lymphatic system for that cancer moving elsewhere in your body. So although it showed up as positive when they were doing the surgery under pathology... There was no cancer cells in that. So those two first parts, Gardy and the rest of your body, had happened to be non-cancerous. So that meant that the cancer had stayed just in the breast tissue, wow. which was fantastic news for me because I'm thinking, I know I'm not going to have chemotherapy. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have chemotherapy. Not that it's frightening to have that. It's just a different stage, a longer period off from work and another part of a journey. And I wanted to just have one little bit of the cancer journey rather than extending it beyond what I thought was necessary. And when the test came back from the States, my levels, anything under 25 is good. You don't necessarily have chemotherapy and mine were 11. So I got a really good prognosis for me. Wow, that's quite a story. And obviously you understood the process that was going on because many, many people are very frightened by the word cancer and tend to just be swept along by a process that they don't really understand. So it was good to hear that you understood the process. Now, your treatment options were surgery. Was that a lumpectomy? They just cut out the cancer and that's it. Did they follow up with any other treatment? The other treatment that I was offered, because chemotherapy was off the table because it wasn't necessary in my case because the cancer hadn't spread throughout my lymphatic system, and that was radiotherapy. How it was explained to me by my breast nurse was, it's the belt and braces. You don't have to go through with it, but it is an advisory and best practice that is offered for all NHS patients. 
and it's recognised that it adds another 30% life expectancy so your chances are better if you do have the radiotherapy and the precision with the radiotherapy that they've got now and the techniques that they have are much much better than what they were say 20 years ago rather than it devastating the whole of the breast area or the chest cavity and damaging your heart it's pinpoint precision with that radiotherapy as well for me my breast nurse did explain the type of breast cancer I had and went through what the process would be if you go down the radiotherapy route this is what's going to happen but that will all be planned out and your oncologist will then explain it once you go into western park how many treatment plans that you will have and they'll be reviewed at every single stage not necessarily with you in person they'll meet you at the six day stage so it's like the first week that you have it done and then they'll discuss further then and then you have your final then consult with the oncologist to see how well that radiotherapy has worked and I found Dr Lee incredibly helpful really easy to talk to any stupid questions that I had understood where I was coming from and mispronouncing everything all the drugs that were going to be potentially prescribed Mm. and silly questions about the numbness and the scarring and how that would impact on the heart and the lungs because where my tissue had been removed was quite close to my heart and for me luckily they were absolutely smashing. Now I know that every man who's had radiotherapy for prostate cancer has something that he never expected to have and that is three tattoos which are used to line your body up so that the dose of radiation is given at the same place every time and I was wondering what did they do for you? Strangely I also have three tattoos the first and the last probably that I'll ever have mine's are on my chest they're just like little dark dots and it does line up so every single time and when you have your radiotherapy treatment you're laid on your bed with this massive machine around you and your table that you're laid on is moving up and down and you're moving your arms and your legs into position and it stays still as much as you can till we finish and there's all these weird sounds and noises once treatment had finished on Monday I was sitting up from the table and turned to move my legs off the table not realising I'm six feet off the floor it was that high I couldn't even jump down and I thought just brace yourself just wait until the lower the bed don't get off too quick and I think that was in the first couple of sessions and they just said just wait until we come back in rather than getting back up so you've been through radiotherapy and uh, we managed to meet up at Western Park Hospital because I was having my radiotherapy at the same time and we only ever met once didn't we I was just on my way in January February time I think it was the afternoon sessions my mum had said see if you can see your uncle John it's a massive hospital. I doubt I'll ever see him. We'll be at different appointment times. She's no, no, just keep an eye out. Make sure you see him. Lo and behold, the next time I'm there, all waltz in, my Uncle John, my Aunt Christine, rumping to each other as you were leaving. And it was just lovely to have a family member that's on the same journey as you. When you look at each other, you say, I know exactly what you're going through. Dignity is completely out the window. But yeah, it was absolutely lovely just to wander in and see two smiling faces and no, yeah, we're both on this merry-go-round together. That was my last day of treatment and I found it quite amazing that, that you and I should meet up on my last day of treatment and you were there when I rang the bell when you go through chemotherapy or radiotherapy. On your last day of treatment, you're invited to ring a bell to tell everybody that you've got through your treatment. Let me tell you about my bell ringing. 
Valentine's Day 2017 at 7pm. I rang the bell. The oncology radiotherapy nurses were stood clapping at the end of the corridor and I got a big, nice, massive round of applause from them. So definitely well worth it. It is a rite of passage to say this is the next stage of my journey because at that stage, for majority of people, your cancer is more or less done and dusted. You've achieved something. What does the future hold for you? For me, the future, I think, is very bright. I got a really good prognosis. As we speak now, my cancer hasn't returned. The prognosis for me, as in the preventative treatment that I'm on, will actually reduce the odds of that particular type of cancer coming back. Because it stayed in the breast area, it's unlikely that I'll get secondary cancer from the breast cancer. But you never can say never. Cancer's a beast and a half and it can surprise you at any stage in your life and it can return into another breast. For me, my future is I've got promoted at work, Life went on, I just grabbed it head on and just said, do you know what, life's for living, I'm going to go for it. It spurred me on to do more than I ever would have done in my career, getting on with life. You had a very happy event over in America, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, this is a funny thing. I was going to America, to Las Vegas, for a week's holiday for my 50th birthday. And then on the Sunday evening, as we were flying out, my then-boyfriend decided to propose. Let's get married and let's do it while we're in Las Vegas. Me thinking, foolishly, that he had done all the planning and checked everything out and the chapels and and licences. Ladies, no. Didn't do anything. I had to do it all. Didn't have a dress. Didn't have any shoes, flowers, hair, jewellery, nothing. We had to go and shop for it all in the States. I ended up with a lovely dress. It was all mad. It was all crazy, but well worth it. Yeah, I got married in Vegas on the Friday. And I had one day on the honeymoon. And then we were flying back on the Saturday. But yeah, it was a milestone event for me. And one I'm really pleased that happened. Lovely. Well, thank you, Kay, for sharing your journey with us. Jesus, this means everything to me. In you, I have my true identity. Jesus, this means everything to me. In you, I have my true identity.